Hi everyone and welcome to an episode of the Inside Social Work Podcast. This week's episode is a bonus episode. I have a social work student working with me at the Therapy Hub and part of her final presentation or final project was to present a webinar culminating some of the research and um, things that she's learned on her placement. So Piera presented this webinar a little while ago on understanding anxiety in particular understanding anxiety in teens. So if you're a parent of teens or you work somewhere like a school or a youth center with teens, then this will be a really good episode for you to understand some of the signs and symptoms and how to have a conversation with a young person around anxiety. Thanks for listening and I hope you enjoy this little bonus episode. Okay, hello everyone and thank you for joining me today for the session Understanding Anxiety in Teens. My name is Piera Ibrahim and I'm a final year student um, and today joining me is Marie, um, the owner and therapist at the Therapy Hub. I'm looking forward to spending the next half an hour just sharing some insight on this really, really important topic. And I'll also be asking you for some feedback via the chat box. So as I begin my presentation, I'm now going to turn my video off as I really like for you to focus on the content in front of you. So let me just see. Um, stop video. So without further ado, let's get started. Okay, so just to begin this webinar, I just wanted to welcome everyone here today. Uh, the Therapy Hub is committed to cultivating inclusive environments, and so we celebrate, value, and include people of all backgrounds, genders, sexuality, culture, bodies, and abilities. And I also want to pay my respect and acknowledge Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people and communities as the traditional custodians of the land, which I'm working on today, and I pay my respects to elders past, present, and emerging. So in today's webinar, what I would like to be covering is what is anxiety and actually what causes anxiety. And I'm also going to like to talk about how to identify anxiety in teens. And I'll be speaking about the symptoms um, that commonly uh, teens might be able to display. Um, and also, I'm going to be covering tips on how to initiate a conversation with your teen about their anxiety. And I'll move into also um, covering self-help strategies just to promote relaxation and help to reduce anxiety in your teens. And lastly, I'm going to be covering how to know when your child may need professional help and what, what are the options available. So what is anxiety? So we've heard it floating around a lot. I'm anxious or I'm feeling anxious or I, I have anxiety, but what is anxiety really? Now, anxiety is a normal human experience and we all feel um, anxiety. In fact, it can actually be helpful when anticipating frightening situations. And so this is because the physical symptoms of anxiety are coming from your body's nervous system response. Uh, which is a natural reaction to a feeling of fear or worry about what's to come. 
So you may also see how your team deals with feelings of anxiety, particularly when they are responding to a stressful situation. So it's a, a feeling of fear or apprehension about what's to come. So this might be like, for example, it could be their first day of school um, or, or going for a job interview or even giving a speech which you know, may cause most people to feel fearful and nervous. Now, if you're thinking, well, okay, well, what, you know, what causes anxiety? Well, studies have shown um, and what researchers are saying is that they're not exactly sure what causes anxiety, but it, it's a combination of factors that play a role. So this includes genetics and environmental factors as well as brain chemistry. So when I talk about environmental factors that can be that could include things as what I just said about like being on stage or you know being triggered by taking a test or even being around people so suffering from anxiety can make you want to avoid uh, certain situations and places um, so anxiety can be caused by a number of things and for some people they can experience anxiety for absolutely no reason at all. So if anxiety is normal and common, when, when do we actually know when it becomes problematic? So, you know, as we go through life, um, there'll be many important life events, both good and bad, uh, that can cause different levels of anxiety. So the main difference, though, between normal anxiety and problematic anxiety is if the feelings of anxiety are extreme, uh, they last for longer than six months and are interfering with a person's life, then the anxiety may be considered problematic or in some cases it may be even, um, you know, the, the beginnings of an anxiety disorder. Um, and if it's, if it's left untreated, anxiety can start to impact on your teen's life in terms of, you know, for example, their school grades, uh, their, their behaviours and even their relationship with others. So it's really important to just be aware of, you know, if you're starting to see that um, perhaps your teen is exhibiting, you know, these symptoms. So before I go to the next slide, uh, I want to ask you and perhaps Marie can um, let me know if you use the, the chat box um, or the chat function that we have available, what do you think are perhaps some of the symptoms of anxiety? Give you a couple of moments just to think about what, what might be some of those symptoms. There we go. So Marie's got coming through. Okay, wobbly legs. Yes, yep, sweaty hands. Yep, shortness of breath. Great. Yes, butterflies in stomach. Great. Yeah, body feeling. Yeah. Great. So some great, um, you know, just the different symptoms. Let's go and see some of the other symptoms. Okay, I'll just close that. 
Okay, so as you will see, the symptoms of identifying anxiety in your teens. Now, while anxiety symptoms can be experienced differently, you know, for each person in general, the body reacts in a very specific way to anxiety. So when you feel anxious, your body goes on high alert, looking for possible danger and activating your fight, flight or freeze response. So some of the common symptoms of anxiety to look for in your teens may include, for example, worrying a lot. Now, if I say worrying a lot, maybe or perhaps your, your teen might not be using some of these words that you see on your screen, but might be sharing feelings like or, or saying statements like, you know, I've got a lot on my mind or, you know, my head is about to explode or I can't think straight. Um, another type of symptom is feeling very nervous and afraid. So, again, your, your, your team might say, oh, I can't do anything else or I can't sleep to indicate that they're feeling very nervous and afraid. Uh, another symptom is trouble breathing. So you might hear the, the term that sometimes is used like, I can't catch my breath. Another symptom is numbness or tingling in the hands or feet. So again, your team might be sharing, look, I've got pins and needles in my hands and my feet. Uh, another symptom is feeling dizzy. So the team could be sharing that maybe their head is spinning. Uh, feeling very weak. Um, some of the common language that uh, the team might be expressing is, you know, I have no energy today or I don't want to do anything or I just want to have a rest day today. Um, sweating. So, again, you might actually visually see that, you know, your, your teen is looking uncomfortable, looking quite um, flustered or, you know, moving their clothing item, just feeling very uncomfortable. And it might also be accompanied with um, comments like, it's really hot in here or I'm boiling when perhaps, you know, it, it's not quite hot in the room. Uh, headache or stomach aches, again, very common, especially in, in younger um, children where they might say they, they've got, you know, pains in their stomach. Um, teens might say, look, I'm not feeling well or, you know, um, my head's thumping or I, I'm feeling sick. So another, you know, common symptom. Heart beating really fast, uh, which is another symptom of anxiety. Again, you know, the, there is the saying and that perhaps your, your teen might share, my heart feels like it's skipping a beat. Um, muscles feeling really tight, um, again, another symptom. So your, your teen might be sharing that they're feeling, you know, a bit tense or their muscles are feeling really achy or sore. Um, and lastly, we've got, uh, you know, having a lot of thoughts going on through your teen's head. And again, it, it could be just through a conversation, your teen saying, I just can't think straight or I, I, I just can't think properly. So listening to the symptoms that I've just shared with you and the ways that sometimes teens can be expressing their ways of feeling anxious through different ways of, of expressing I wonder if there are any other comments that you've heard your teens, you know, share with you that might indicate that they are experiencing anxiety.
Um, and again, using the chat function, um, perhaps you might want to add a phrase that you have heard from your team that might indicate that they're experiencing, um, you know, these types of anxious symptoms. to go outside. Yep, those people are there. Sometimes I work with because they can't sleep because they have too many thoughts and worries. Yes, really common type of um, yeah, statement from, from teens. Is there any other ones that um, I have to talk to those people? Yes. That's great. All right. Yep. Pointing places and not being able to say why. Yep. Yep. Great, Lisa, as well. I'm going to go and sit over there. Yep. So we can see, um, and just by looking at those th these examples and even in the chat function of ways that you know, teens can express when they're feeling anxious, you know, and, and being just aware and mindful of that. So when it looks, you know, about perhaps, you know, just initiating a conversation with your teens about their anxiety, uh, the, the Gottman Institute came up with the, the five steps of emotional coaching that really marries well in, in how to go about in, in actually initiating these type of conversations. So I'll just go through the, the different steps. So the step one is about being aware of your child's emotions. So as we just saw, just through, you know, the chat function as well as um, the previous slide, uh, there's a range of different ways that um, perhaps sometimes we can see or we can also hear our teens, um, you know, expressing that, that things, you know, might be quite stressful or anxious for them. So um, it's important that, you know, you know, picking up on your, you know, your teen daughter or son, you know, if they're looking, say, for example, restless or fidgety, or they might be, you know, skipping a meal and saying that they're not hungry, um, complaining of a headache, just any of those which could indicate that they're feeling stressed and anxious. So being aware is really important. The second step is, is recognising the emotion as an opportunity for connection. So this is where, you know, showing your child, um, you know, I guess the respect and understanding in the moment when they feel misunderstood or upset or frustrated and, and finding, I guess, the, the appropriate time to talk through their feelings with them and try to understand their source. Where is it coming from for them? What's going on in their lives that is causing, I guess, the, these feelings and these emotions? Step three is about um, helping your child to label their emotions. So in this step, this is where you are identifying your child's emotions. So it could look like, for example, you know, you are looking really worried or anxious, or I can see that you are really stressed out at the moment. So it's really, really helpful for 
uh, a teen or a child to to be able to make that connection with what's going on and labelling that emotion. Now, step four is communicating the empathy and understanding. So this is a really, really important step because um, it's important that you're not dismissing um, your child's feeling. So dismissing, I mean, it could be things like, you know, saying something like, oh, don't worry about it, or I think you're stressing over nothing, or, you know, it's time to put on your big boy pants. You know, it, it is really unhelpful and is dismissing um, a child's feelings and emotions. Um, so it would be helpful instead to demonstrate to your child that you can identify with their feelings, you know, such as saying, you know, I would feel like that if I was... For example, you know, if I was going back to school after being away for so long or, you know, I can see how difficult it would be for you right now. That's really important to, to show and um, communicate that empathy and understanding. And the step five is, is about setting the limits and problem solves. So this is where you're showing your child that you respect their attempts to solve problems and also to guide them with trust and affection and, you know, working through these experiences together. So these are the five steps um, that was, you know, in terms of emotional coaching that can really help with even initiating this conversation um, with your teens and helping them to sort of open up and, and where you can connect with your teen um, to support them, especially in this time of where they're experiencing anxiety. So... Looking at all of that, you know, what, what anxiety is and where it comes from and the symptoms, I, mean, I think that the good news is that there are things that can, you know, help your teen to treat their anxiety. And, you know, so for some people, medical treatment might not be necessary. And it, sometimes it's just really a, a lifestyle, you know, changes for your teens, which may be enough to cope with their symptoms. So if your teen is suffering from anxiety, he or she can help lessen some of their symptoms by doing certain things on their own. So simple lifestyle changes that they can, you know, perhaps do at home or, or outdoors can help further alleviate, you know, their anxiety. So I'll go through with some of those self-help treatments um, that can be really, really helpful. So one of them is, you know, getting exercise. Now, I know that, you know, <laughs> there might be teens out there that do not feel like, you know, undertaking exercise or, or getting outdoors. So it may be important to even try and encourage them, you know, by getting involved as well. So maybe asking them to go for a brisk walk or, or go for even a bike ride with you. Um, and, you know, if you, you know the, the teen in your life um, and what works and what helps them encourage, I mean, it could be a simple encouragement like saying, okay, let's go to the local shops and we can get a bubble drink, you know, if we go for a walk there or a bike ride. Um, I think it's important to try setting up an exercise routine with them that you can follow or they can follow most days or all days of the week because, as we know, uh, exercise, it releases natural endorphins, that feel-good feeling. So getting them out, getting some exercise in them, it really helps them to reduce their stress and their anxiety. 
avoiding alcohol, smoking and recreational um, drugs because what we do know and what research shows is using alcohol or drugs or smoking can cause or increase your teen's anxiety. Now, if if it, that's, that can be a really sensitive topic with, with your teens and, and if they are having trouble quitting, I mean, it's important to speak to them about perhaps seeing their, their you know, local doctor or their family doctor or to look for a support group um, for your teen that might help. Um, other things that can also support is there's the quit line, perhaps, you know, getting brochures that you could leave, you know, at home or, or just some... Um, you know, help support numbers around um, that they could access and so it can, it's available to them. Uh, reducing or eliminating the consumption of caffeinated drinks. So that, that caffeinated beverages that I'm talking about, it also includes coffee, tea, uh, energy drinks, because they can actually make anxiety worse. So if you See that your teen may rely on these type of drinks, especially energy drinks, um, can be quite popular amongst teens. Um, you might want to discuss with your teens, you know, healthy alternatives, like perhaps, you know, replacing an energy drink with um, a drink, you know, the Barocca drinks, um, or even stocking up suitable healthier options like drinks, you know, in, in your fridge. So again, you know, it might be um, healthy options that are more available to them. Uh, trying relaxation and stress management techniques. I mean, these these self-help strategies sometimes is often met with resistance from teens, especially when it's about relaxation and stress management um, techniques. So you might like to encourage your teen uh, to participate in meditation perhaps together, or you can help them practice visualisation techniques, especially if they uh, are having difficulties relaxing, you know, their minds. Or you can, might do like an online yoga um, with them. All of these really help promote relaxation and they, it reduces anxiety. But, you know, if you're, you know, your teen is re rejecting all of these options that I've just covered in terms of yoga, you know, um, positive visualisation techniques or meditation, then um, there are wonderful um, relaxation apps um, that a lot of these, you know, there are quite free accessible apps like Smiling Minds, Calm, Headspace also has one. Another one is called Stop Panic and Anxiety Self-Help. Uh, and another one is, it's called Colorify, which is about even just um, colouring in. So where you can do that on, on your app and it can um, just help shift that mind in doing something relaxing. And another another self-help strategy is getting enough sleep. Uh, and, a, and a lack of sleep, um, as we know, can increase your teen's feeling of restlessness and anxiety. And so if they're having trouble uh, sleeping. Uh, again, it's important to speak uh, or, or get them to see their, their doctor for help just to see if there's any underlining issues um, that could be tested through a blood test or, or might need some support or even natural remedies like melatonin. Um, but again, it's something that um, perhaps if, if it's really impacting on your teen's life to, to really explore um, what's going on um, if they're not getting enough sleep. Uh, and again, you might also want to encourage electronics to be switched off uh, an hour 
before bedtime. And again, I know it can be quite tricky with, with teens, but again, studies have shown that the blue light from these electronics, you know, whether it's the iPhone, it actually impacts the ability for for um, people who produce natural melatonin, that sleepiness feeling, um, it is hindered when um, electronics are used just before bedtime. So if those self, I mean, I just went through those self-help strategies, but again, there, there might come a time where that's not enough or self-help strategies can, can go in conjunction with professional help. So there are different options. There's mental health uh, therapy. So that's where, you know, talking with a therapist can help your team with treating their anxiety. And, you know, a, a therapist can help someone suffering from anxiety learn how to better cope with their symptoms so that, you know, they are not as intense. And it and it's also um, be helpful to talk about their triggers to see, you know, why they, you know, it's causing anxiety for, for your team. So that could be, um, you know, really helpful in mitigating those anxious feelings. Medication, um, as I mentioned, it, it won't cure anxiety, but it can help to decrease the symptoms. And so medication typically used to treat anxiety includes, you know, antidepressants and sedatives, and they work to, um, I guess, balance brain chemistry, you know, or prevent episodes of anxiety or ward off most severe symptoms of, especially in anxiety disorders. So again, it's what the, the GP would, would discuss if that would be needed. Uh, and another option is free mental health services. So there are, are many free, um, you know, like seven days a week, 24 hours a day, um, help, you know, phone services available, which I'll just go now to. So these, um, these are all free mental health um, supports and I think it's that if you know your team feels like you know anxiety is more than it should be or it's it's starting to affect certain areas of your teen's life then it's really important that just to get the ball rolling even if that means um, again reaching out to your GP or accessing these free mental health support services um, or even you know at school there's um sometimes uh, support wellbeing staff uh, that they might feel more comfortable uh, in discussing. And as you can see, you know, even, for example, like Partners in Wellbeing, it's a free phone-based service that people can contact if they need support at this time, especially with this pandemic and knowing that it's really having an impact on teens' mental health at the moment. Um, so even if they're feeling, you know, just a bit down or overwhelmed, worried or nervous or just wanting some support over the phone, um, they, these are services that um, are available to them. Um, but again, you know, if you are concerned that your teen is at immediate risk of suicide or self-harm, again, you know, always encouraged to, uh, you know, call triple zero um, and ask for support and assistance. So bringing this webinar 
uh, to a close, you know, I, I would like to finish off with an inspiring quote. Uh, and I always think that even if you find, I guess, uh, an inspiring quote for either your team to find or for yourself, um, sometimes it's important to help them get through some difficult days, especially if they're feeling overwhelmed and anxious. Um, I found a, a, a quote, um, it, was, it says that the greatest weapon against stress is our ability to choose one thought over another from William James. And I think that sometimes having something to hold on to a, an inspiring quote um, can also help, you know, with these positive affirmations. So that could be also be another thing to include in, in helping to support your teams of having some, you know, positive affirmations or written um, statements around the home, you know, to get through sometimes those difficult days. So I, I'll leave it open to see if there's any questions of what I've covered um, today. Anyone have any questions, statements? Okay. So are there any tips for parents or teachers on how to manage their anxiety when they're worried about a team? A very good question. So in regards to uh, tips for parents um, or teachers on how to manage their anxiety, I think it's important to um, get help themselves because so I always say sometimes you don't know what you don't know. So it, it might be, um, you know, again, being able to, um, it could be speaking to a, a doctor, a GP or, or a therapist, um, you know, the wellbeing officer uh, and seeing, you know, well, what are supports out there um, for for that team. Um, I've got him making the referral was easy by getting them to engage is very difficult. I'm a social worker working. Yes. Look, I, I have um, heard that sometimes teens don't want to engage with um, actual staff you know, at the school because whatever then sometimes they're going through, um, you know, they have to see that that um, person. There is, again, you know, uh, different services um, that, you know, are available. I've just got Lisa. So it says if you, so if some of these anxious symptoms have been slowly worsening over six months or more, is that when? Absolutely. So as I mentioned in, in when it becomes problematic, uh, if if it is slowly uh, getting worse, and especially that it's you know over um, six months, it's it's really important that they are um, seeking some you know professional help again through you know um, a GP getting a, a mental health plan, um, seeing what what supports are available. There's um, headspace, especially for the the teens, and seeing um, if they can. Um, you know, get access to to see uh, a mental health uh, therapist um, to to support them because, as I mentioned in my previous slides, that it will get worse um, if if left untreated. Yes, and and head to health. Um, and fine. So, so we could um, after the session. Um, there, there are many different, you know, finding a psychologist, 
Psychology Today has um, quite a range of different um, counsellors, social workers, um, psychologists that um, you can reach out and um, see their availability to, to get that um, help and support. Anybody else? Or feel free to um, get online if you if you like. Um, okay. So Marie's got. If anxiety is normal, what are some of the ways to support a teen to sit with their anxiety and not be scared of developing an anxiety disorder? So um, in terms of again, as as I mentioned, that anxiety that we all experience that it, it's looking at perhaps maybe what, what are their triggers, what is going on for them that is is creating this, um, you know, anxious feeling, how long it's been going for um, and, and what are the things that they could possibly do. So as I mentioned in the, in the previous slides, there's some different ways, uh, you know, through, again, you know, meditation, mindfulness and activities. There's those apps that I mentioned that being come to allow them to say, okay, it's, it's, it's just a thought, you know, um, and that my thoughts don't necessarily mean that they're real, they're, that they're just thoughts. So allowing them to have things to, I guess, do some things that they enjoy doing, um, and finding ways that uh, are relaxing for them. But again, if it's if it's getting worse and it's um, becoming problematic and it's impacting their lives, that's when it's important for them to start reaching out for for that um, support, that professional support, whether it is from school, from their GP, sometimes a local community. There's a lot of youth um, organisations uh, and things that are online um, to to see different ways they can get support. Yes, so we have a uh, mental health first aid um, workshop that is uh, coming up. There's, uh, I'll actually, can I, perhaps if I bring Marie into it just to share about the tuning into teens um, and also the mental health first aid. Sure. So it's, um, it's a really great program where mental health first aid is run over 14 hours and it teaches people how to notice the signs and symptoms of a variety of common mental illnesses. So we look at depression, anxiety, eating disorders, psychosis, and substance use disorder. And it really gives participants a chance to understand some of the signs, the symptoms, and some of the stats as well. So you have a bit of an idea of how common some of these are and where to go for help. So kind of like physical first aid where we learn, you know, so if we sprain an ankle to rest, ice, compress, elevate, and you can't forget that RICE acronym. Um, mental health first aid has a similar process where it talks you through what to notice, what to look for, how to have that conversation in a supportive and empathic way and how to know where the boundaries are of your role. So what you can realistically do as a mental health first aider, as a parent, as a teacher, as a friend, a neighbour, a colleague, um, and then where to go for help. So that's a really helpful course. Uh, we do run some at the Therapy Hub, so you can have a look on our website. We can have a look at the Mental Health First Aid Australia website and there's a whole range of uh, instructors out there there's also uh, conversations about suicide and conversations about non-suicidal self-injury so they're both half-day workshops 
where we hone in on those skills around how to talk about those two um, potential crises. And then there's also tuning into teens. So that follows up with the uh, emotion coaching where we look at how do we develop emotional resilience and emotional intelligence in children. And that has come through the Gottman Institute. Um, there's tuning into kids, which is for um, parents of children, and then tuning into teens as well. So they're also both really good personal and professional development opportunities. So I'll put some notes um, to those in the Facebook event as well as those um, where to find a psychologist, where to find a social worker, some of those links as well. So if anybody um, yeah, wants to kind of grab some of those links, you can have a look in the Facebook event. Right. Anybody else um, got a question or is there, I guess, you know, something that has made them think about, okay, maybe I'm going to try to implement something that um, was covered today? Feel free to share or via the chat or come on, you know, um, turn on your camera. 